Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. ...which is a player training operative, I don't know what, tryout? Pa- paid operative. tryout. I'm pretty sure it's professional tryout. <laughs> professional tryout, yeah. Okay. yeah. Player, <laughs> player training. Player I like training player training operative a lot more. But I'm pretty sure it's just professional trial. I mean, that, that's the, the name of the episode. Player, player, player training, training operative sounds like the shistiness that was that was involved with the move to to get him in. <laughs> yeah, Louis. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what the Soviets did when they had like their military, like as the hockey team. They were player training operative. To another episode of Brews and Bruins that we don't know, but we are the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and sponsored by Save More Spirits. Save More Spirits. Check them out for all your beer, wine, and liquor needs. They have all those macro brews as well as a healthy offering of local beers and craft beers from all over the country, including several from San Diego, which I love to see. Uh, they have locations in Somerville, Medford, Cambridge, and Malden, and there's online ordering at Drizzly and Mini Bar. Uh, if you want to learn more, check them out at SaveMoreSpirits.com. S-A-V-M-O-R Spirits.com. Woo! <laughs> nice. I am Drew. Woo! <laughs> that is Chris there with the advertisement. Cam with a lot of the woos that you just heard. How are you fellas doing? Woo! And what are you I'm drinking? Uh, I'm going to let Chris go first because he's got just quite frankly the sexiest mug that has ever i was gonna say that i've ever seen but clearly the sexiest mug that's ever been just invented or created it's ever been mugged in the most on-brand thing ever drew completely forgot the uh (laughs) sponsor at the beginning of our first recording (laughs) i didn't even remember the hockey podcast network no just none of none of those things um so i had opened for that first run a 12 haze of Christmas hazy IPA by Crooked Lane, which is a brewery up near uh, Sacramento. Um, but for this run of the episode, I opened up one of these saucy brew works habitual Kolsch style ales. Um, and so I'm going to run with that one. Thank you to Drew's dad for that. And the mug courtesy of my roommate Lexi uh, and with the help of Drew um, has the Bruise and Bruins new logo on it. Shouts to Cray. Ooh, I also just want to mention because my dad commented that we had just said that like my dad gave us beer and it was like weird. <laughs> my dad did that as like a Christmas gift for me, Cam, and Chris. We were just like, thanks, Drew's dad. <laughs> no explanation. Like, <laughs> just wanted to clarify that to anyone who was confused. All right, well, this beer is really good. Um, I'm not super familiar with Kolsch's. I've had a, a bunch over the years, but uh, like if you ask me like, tell me what a Kolsch tastes like, I wouldn't really be able to give you a good answer. This is a, just a really solid kind of lager type beer. Um, and you can taste it. It's, uh, I mean, not as much as, as a standard like hop forward beer, but 
I'm going to give it like uh, an 18. Um, and then drinkability, man, like off the charts. Uh, we're going, we'll, we'll stay on the charts, but we'll go 37 with drinkability. This is a good one. It's nice, nice. Hell yeah. All right, uh, all right, I, all right. All right, all right, all right. Um, I am pretty sure I've had this one on the pod before, but it's been a very long time. And that was that was season one cam. Season two cam is going to have a brand new rating. <laughs> He's now a connoisseur. I'm now a connoisseur. <clears throat> to be fair, uh, I'm drinking a... Oh, God, I'm going to butcher this. I think it's Oishi. Somebody who's more cultured than I can probably um, get that better. O-I-S-H-I-I. It's a Japanese style. Uh, it is a wheat beer with ginger and orange peels. I am a very big, like, fan of ginger just in general um i don't know why it's just like a really good flavor for me i love like ginger beer ginger ale growing up ginger um, ale like anything ginger i'm i'm pretty much all about uh so yeah i'm gonna give it another go here uh hmm. okay it's a strange beer for sure um drinkability kind of low not because it's like overly thick or anything like that, <laughs> but uh, it's just like a weird flavor. Not often, like it definitely is, is heavy on the ginger, um, which I personally really enjoy. But uh, it's not something you want to like crush a lot of because it's just not it's not what you do with ginger. Um, so drinkability, I'm gonna give it like a twelve, um, a, a light beer in general. But like I said, with the, with the ginger flavor, not something you want to be sucking down all day. Um, as far as taste goes, you can definitely taste it, but, um, it's not, like, overly powerful, I guess. I'm gonna give it, like, a nice even, I was gonna say even 15 halfway, but that's not halfway to 37, so <laughs> I'm gonna give it, like, a 16, I guess. I think, I think 16 sounds about right, but good beer, though. Definitely a fan. I'm curious, does it have ginger in it, or do you like ginger? It, it does have ginger, actually, and I gotta say, I'm a really big fan. <laughs> I think you said ginger like ten times. Well, I just I wanted so. to give it the credit that it deserves, and it's it's a rare thing to see, like, ginger in beer, at least from my experience. Unless you beer get connoisseur. a ginger so, beer. Well, yeah, well, that I, I was, there's an irony there, but even that's, like, not real beer, right? So, um... Well, defined know, beer. I'm sure they make... That's true. Who am I? We're all just atoms in void, you know? Dude, like, that's, who that's am such I to fake say? Beer. <laughs> who was it? Uh, <laughs> bring out the real stuff. Uh, by convention sweet, by convention bitter, by convention hot, by convention cold, by convention color, but in reality, atoms in void. So, you know, we're giving these ratings. It's all very, <laughs> it's all very subjective and all very uh, just pointless, really. So. Yeah, let's get let's get weird. Fellas. All right, well that makes me feel very <laughs> very depressed. Um, Happy New so Year, everybody! Got, Hope you had a great. No, it's all about how you view it. I don't think I think that's like a you can view it on a good. You know what you I mean? You just said just nothing like, matters, basically. Yeah, but on the so. on so so the biggest problems that you're facing in your life, you know, let's get real for a second here, gang. Like it's like wow, I fucked up. You know what? You should let it off because all you can do is is move forward and try to try to be better. You know. Are you okay, Cam? Is like something serious like going on? Do you need to no, talk? No, I'm just like, trying to. Good. All right, good. So I'm gonna introduce my beer now, if you don't mind. Does it have ginger? I got, a, <laughs> I got an REO West Coast Double IPA from Exota Brewing Company in Waterboro. That's X O T A. So I think Zoda. 
Probably. Zoda Shoda? Getting, I don't know. Getting, that or it's like a frat. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, right in Waterboro, Maine. Uh, small little brewery. Yeah, this double IPA isn't bad. I had one of their pale ales uh, the other night, which is really good. This, you can... It's definitely drinkable. I'd, I'd honestly say, for a double IPA especially, I'm going to go 33 with this in terms of drinkability. You you almost don't notice that it's a double. Um, you definitely can tell it's hoppy. You can definitely tell it's an IPA. And you can definitely taste it, which I'll give it a, a 27 on that scale. Um, but yeah, as far as double IPAs go, I feel like that's a little dangerous. 8.4% tasting like a, or drinking like a 6% beer. Oof. But good, that's a good thing, because we like to get drunk here. And speaking of getting drunk, there are people who want the Bruins to sign Mike Hoffman, and I don't understand. Wait, so before, before, toss- we, before we get into this, can I uh, just mention one beer thing, one last beer thing? Uh, okay. I would implore everyone to double check and see if anyone has compiled a list of breweries within your state that ship within the state, because pretty recently... Uh, I saw someone put together like a California list of breweries that ship to ca- ship within California, and it is a lot larger than the list that I had previously been going off of. And so I just spent an absurd amount of money on at like five different breweries to have beer shipped here. So we're gonna have a lot of different beers to to taste on the pod soon. Yeah, and going off of that, I'm sure like this yeah. year more than ever, like especially those smaller breweries, like really fucking appreciate that, like. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sure Coors is doing fine, but, like, the smaller ones who may not um, have that kind of range, obviously, that could be a real game changer. So, if you like craft beer and you want to drink cool beer, you got to be the one to support it, so. Yeah, and, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, support local businesses like Save More Spirits. Um, yeah. And, I, I mean, a, a lot of those places also give you an option to, to send a tip um, and do that if you have the means. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Drew. Now you can shit on Mike Hoffman if you want. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, I thought it was a great transition. They got ruined with some heartfelt bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, that was great. Uh, Sorry, I, Drew. I wish I had the transition later afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mike Hoffman. A lot of people want the Bruins to sign him. Uh, he recently signed a PTO with the Blues, which is a player training operative. I don't know what tryout. Pa- paid tryout. I'm pretty sure it's professional tryout. <laughs> professional tryout. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> player, player training. Player I like player training, training, training operative. operative a lot more, but I'm pretty sure it's just professional tryout. I mean, that, that's the, the name pl- of the player, episode. Player, player training, training operative <laughs> sounds like the shystiness that was that was involved with the move to to get him in. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. I'm pretty sure that's what the Soviets did when they had like their military, like as the hockey team. They were player training opera, whatever the fuck you just said. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it was. Training operative. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Somebody um, write so that yeah, down Mike so we don't Hoffman. forget. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he signed that thing with the uh, with the Blues, which means he gets to try out with them, but he's not signed by them. Oh, I don't know the details over there. They got cap shit going on. Uh, but people want it's the Bruins to Alex, sign Mike Alex Hoffman. Steen retired, and for some reason, like, his contract's not off the books until, like, the season officially starts or something like that. So by putting him on a PTO, they allow him to, like, not be officially signed under contract, but he's, like, with the team. So, like, no right, other team right. can sign him right now. Like a handshake deal. It's shysty. It's a player training operative. It's uh, yeah. it's bullshit. <laughs> you know how those player training operatives go. There's, there's like a lot of operations going on. 
Um, but yeah, uh, Chris, you were outspoken about this on Twitter. I saw today as I scrolled through Twitter. Uh, so I wanted to toss it over to you first for your initial thoughts. On yeah, I don't, Mr. Hoffman. I, I think I think our little corner of Bruins Twitter has been pretty chill about guys like Andre Kasha and not necessarily throwing a bunch of money at Mike Hoffman. But I know there's a huge portion of like Rask hater Twitter that's like, we need goal scorers. And so they see a guy who's put up in the 30 goal range over the past few years. And like, that sounds all cool and whatnot, but the things that maybe they don't recognize without just looking at the raw stats are one, a majority of those goals come on the power plays as power play specialist. And the Bruins don't really have a need for a guy to score on the power play because uh, that's David Pasternak. <laughs> um, it's kind of like exactly what he does. Um, and that would be the place where Mike Hoffman would be scoring most of his goals if he were on the power play. So that would be uh, maybe a power play two job and that would greatly diminish his impact. Um, and, and not to say that the skill of scoring goals is, is, an easy one in the league like he's he's a top tier scorer he he consistently has high shooting percentages and puts a lot of pucks pucks on net so like that's a valuable skill but if his position is already taken that diminishes the impact he could have for the money that he's going to be making um and then the other thing is that he is like legitimately one of the worst defensive wingers in the league and <laughs> is consistently, even though he scores 30 goals every year, like on the negative side of, uh, <laughs> of plus minus, uh, expected goals. So I know there's a lot of people that are, especially for like wingers, as opposed to like centers who are like, Oh, it's, you know, it's the defense is dropped by defense and center. Like, you know what I mean? just like, don't understand that hockey is like you one of those sports where you you are responsible for both ends of the ice, no matter what position you play, except for goalies. And even yeah, then you have Martin Brodeur who are fucking <laughs> slinging dingers every once in a while. But like 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 kind of what Chris said, it and obviously like yeah, a defenseman is going to be more responsible for preventing goals than a winger is. But like there is a lot of overlap still. It doesn't matter if you score thirty if you're giving up forty. You know what I mean? Like if if you are if you're that much of a liability that you're going to be. A liability in, in your own end, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's players like Alexander Ovechkin who, like, maybe isn't the best defensively, but is gonna fucking light it up. But, but like, that's not Mike Hoffman. You know what I mean? What you're getting offensively is not. I, I'm not gonna like make it like sound like he's a bad player, but it's not. It's not what the Bruins need right now. I think is is definitely a fair thing to say. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I don't. I don't think he fits well with what the Bruins need right now. Um... I wasn't even 100% sure when there was a point in time when, you know, it was trade deadline, There, people were saying, oh, Hoffman for a trade deadline deal. I wasn't too sold on him then either, um, because the deal, I guess the deal back then, you would have liked to have him signed for another year, but he was on an expiring deal, um, I believe, if I'm <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long year. I don't know anything that happened. Well, he's a, he was a free agent, and <laughs> yeah, seeing as he's no longer a free agent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was last season or the season before or whatever. Um, but it yeah, was I wasn't past one. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, whatever. So <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of him then. I'm not a huge fan of him now. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I hope he does good in St. Louis. Just kidding. I, I hope he doesn't because fuck them for taking Tory Krug. That's the fan of me. Um, 
hockey me is like, hey, do a good job. You're a good guy, Mike Hoffman, hopefully. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything to add other than echoing your thoughts. So <laughs> I, I will say, like, I think it's not a coincidence that, and I don't know, I, uh, we've discussed before that, like, our bubble on Twitter probably is not representative of general Bruins fandom, blah, blah, blah hockey, etc., etc., but I don't think it's a coincidence that, like, the the same the timing between hey the Bruins should maybe think about signing Mike Hoffman and hey why the fuck aren't the Bruins anything like doing anything the fact that that coincides is not a coincidence and we've talked about this plenty of times in the past on this podcast before but like I feel like there's always <laughs> <laughs> what did I I'm, I totally did my I was trying to figure Drew, it Drew out and I are both connecting so dots here. <laughs> Oh, okay. I can phrase this a lot better. <laughs> the fact that they coincide is no coincidence. I, I'm gonna, I'll rephrase. My, what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of people yelling on Bruins Twitter right now. Why are they not doing anything? And those are probably the same people who are saying they should sign Mike Hoffman. And my point is that I think a lot of people, whether it's at the trade deadline, whether it's over the offseason with free agents – like we discussed with Taylor Hall, are always like, we need to make a big splash, we need to do something, and there's this kind of general idea that, like, inaction is bad, and action is good, and that's just not always the case. Again, like, yeah, the Bruins didn't, like, win the Stanley Cup this year or anything, they're not a perfect team, they could improve, but they're not a bad team. You can go into the season with what you have, and you're, you should be a playoff contender, you can upgrade, but... It's not like you have to make something happen or else you're totally fucked. That's just it's hockey. You know what I mean? You had a you had a pretty right. good team last year. A couple things go your way, maybe you do better, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's just the idea that you have to do something. I think a lot of people get really trigger happy and that's how you end up with the David Backus kind of deals that you're going to end up regretting. Yeah, so I was going to say a free agency over the past decade has consistently been the worst way to add marginal value to your team. And mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's been getting better uh, this this year and, and the year before, but I think that's because of the the whole flat cap thing making GMs panic and not necessarily want to throw money at players. Um, but yeah, when I when I heard the Bruins were considering signing uh, Taylor Hall, if you look at his just raw number output, it's been steadily getting worse over the past couple of years after his MVP season, and then. If you look deeper at the fancy stats, it looks even worse. And he's kind of at that age where, like, you start to worry about, like, oh shit, he might fall off a cliff. And that's why I think him signing in Buffalo, maybe not, I think is smart for both sides. Like, because no matter what happens, some contending team is going to want to trade for him at the deadline if Buffalo's out of it. And, uh, Buffalo really at no risk has has signed a guy who is going to fetch something at the deadline at worst and at best could provide some help for them. Um, but like for the Bruins, I just don't see what throwing like it was probably going to be like six million a year for six years or something like that at a guy who's just turning thirty. Um, yeah, not ideal. So I I think the Craig Smiths of the world are the kinds of guys that you want to get in free agency, especially in a year when value is depressed on the market. And um, I I don't 
think the Bruins have as many trade chips as people think they have. So going out and getting a, an impactful player uh, on left defense or maybe that forward that you really want isn't as realistic as people might want it to be. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's natural for a fan base to be frustrated, especially after two pretty deep playoff runs and, and coming up empty. But I, the best way to do it is the way that the lightning have done it is continuing to get frustrated, but making tiny little changes and rather than blowing it up and trying to do something completely different and recognizing that hockey is completely random sometimes. And even if you have the best team, it's still a like 15% chance you're going to win the Stanley cup in any given year. So give yourself as many chances with a good roster. And, and I know the Bruins are getting older and it's not going to be the same every time around. And eventually the luck's going to run out, but this is not the time to start panicking. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, if they were to add anything on that left side, it's going to be more of a, a filler, which is why I wouldn't be mad if they just went with Chara. Um, maybe they would want something a little bit longer than just a year. Um, and maybe, like, <clears throat> you know, Chara's getting up there, but he can still fill that role on the first pair, and I would like to see that do him do that. I know they're going with... Grizzly, as of now, it looks like, um, unless they do add someone. <clears throat> Either way, they definitely need depth there, but they do have enough young players that on left, they're going to be okay, I think. And yeah, you don't need to add anything big on forward. Um, I think, you know, they went with they went with Kasha, and so they're not going to make any big moves on forward anymore, other than, like you said, the Craig Smiths of the world, which, you know, the Bruins could use a couple more players with two first names. Um <laughs> But is Kasha first name in Wait, what do you mean? Czech they Republic, got Charlie so. Coyle too, dude. What? <laughs> dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna name my first child Coyle. <laughs> Coyle Coyle Smith. C O I L. I I also think like Oh wait, you got more no, keep... no I don't. Thank you for cutting me off. Go oh, ahead. All right. Well, cause I like Chris said something kind of in passing that I think like I haven't really considered, but I think I've kind of like subconsciously thought about where like I think a lot of people do have this impression that the Bruins have a lot more pieces than they do to move with. And, and like, I feel like it's the same people who are like, Jake DeBruck sucks, he's, he's, he's a bust, he's never going to turn into a David Posternock, but let's flip him for Taylor Hall and, and throw in a third-round pick. And it's like, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? And, again, there's, like, there's this urgency to, like, make some big blockbuster deal where everybody, like, talks about it on Twitter, and that means you're going to win a Stanley Cup. Like, that's just not how it works. And you look at a team like the Lightning where, like you said, it's it's not always a big blockbuster trade. It's it's making small adjustments here and there and recognizing, yeah, hockey's weird. And the Bruins were a couple bounces away from winning a Stanley Cup two seasons ago. You know what I mean? There's nothing to blow up there and, like... It, you're not the Buffalo Sabres, you know? It's not like you have these huge glaring holes. It's, hey, we need to improve a little bit here, we need to improve a little bit there, but let's not just fucking throw everything into the fire and hope that it bakes itself into a beautiful cake. Like, you gotta... You gotta take it at some point and just and just understand that, like, it's not gonna... I'm losing it a little. <laughs> you, get, you get what so, I'm saying? It's so like, my, my, my general rule... My, my general rule of thumb is that if, like... I think a trade idea out there that gets thrown out on Twitter, say, um, and I'm like, if I think, oh, that would be great for the Bruins, 
then it's probably not going to happen because the, you, they find no deals way. that work for both teams. There's so no way the other teams If you're like, oh that. my god, that's a steal for the Bruins at like an idea of a trade, then it's not going to happen. You can say that after the after a trade happens, like, oh, I think that's a steal for the Bruins. Then good. But well, that was like the, that was like case. our buddy Connor Ryan with uh, the uh, Sergachev uh, offer, the qualifying mm-hmm. offer. Um, and or the offer sheet i always say qualifying offer because that's the baseball thing um the the offer sheet for sergachev like it's never going to happen if it's something that seems too not, not even in the context of like you have to have the other team like have the but, but in like the context of just regular hockey shit like no gm intentionally fucks over somebody else in their division uh so Don Sweeney's never gonna offer sheet a, a guy in the division just to like fuck the cap for the for the lightning. Yeah. Which would have been hilarious because uh yeah, he ended up signing with the lightning for way cheaper than for what the offer sheet would have yeah. <laughs> would have been. Um but it's the yep. way the news goes. <laughs> but uh I, I did want to talk about Kashi. You mentioned you mentioned Kashi a little bit and uh a lot of a lot of our smart friends on Twitter are saying a lot of smart things about Kasha, and and I just hope some people who aren't, I mean, I hope everyone's following all of our friends on Twitter, but uh, some people who maybe aren't following that can understand how little of Kasha we've actually seen on the ice. Uh, mm-hmm. Was seventeen total games he played, uh, six regular season games for the Bruins after the trade. And then after having to quarantine, uh, played yeah, 11. But he's been with them for months. <laughs> he played, played 11 postseason games and looked really good at times uh, with with that Krejci line. And yeah, it didn't necessarily work against the Lightning, um, but not a lot works against the Lightning. Um, <laughs> looked really, really good against the Hurricanes. Um yeah, our our buddy Neil Lyons, uh, Bruins Diehards, shouts to them, presented by Bruins Diehards, um, w- was saying a lot about, like, hey, just give the guy a look. Like, the way that he looked against the Hurricanes, like, that's more the type of team that the Bruins are going to be playing on a regular basis during this regular season. Um, and I feel like if that line worked in the playoffs, then it'll it'll be working during the regular season here. I, yeah, I, I would say, like, this is <clears throat> the best that I've felt about that line in quite a while. I would say at least probably the last couple of years. I, I, I thought you were going to say, like, decades. Like, <laughs> no. like, Forever. <laughs> since, <laughs> since since Aginla, probably, for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, like, I'm I'm trying to think back to, like, the combos and the fact that nothing pops out to me. 20, like, 2014, maybe? maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, Marshy, Bergeron, and Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but yeah, we we got our our buddy Colin um, out there uh, defending Kasha at every at every turn. Um, I, I feel like he's the only one who who's a more of a Kasha stand than I am. But um, yeah, I, I, every everyone listening to this, go go on Twitter and defend the honor of our of our buddy Andre Kasha, <laughs> our, the, the valiant um, the valiant warrior he is. He's so young. He's what he's yeah. twenty four, twenty five. Like he's he hasn't scored at a rate commensurate with the skill he has. And maybe he just doesn't really have that scoring touch, but I want to fucking find out. 
<laughs> yeah, again, it's just like mm-hmm. this. I, I really, I, I do think the time has something to do with it. We're, we've been with them for a while now, but it's like, well, they haven't been playing hockey. <laughs> so, like, I think it really is, like, understated how little he's played. And and it's not like, like, like you said, Chris, like, it's not like when he played, he looked like a fucking dud. Like, just because he didn't, like, light it up against the fucking Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning... Which, by the way, newsflash, the whole team looked pretty fucking shitty in that series, guys. I don't know where, what game, it's not like, oh, we fucking totally wouldn't want if we didn't have Andre Kasha playing on the wing. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he looked pretty good all around, and yeah, he didn't, like, light it up against the Lightning, but neither did fucking anyone, you know what I mean? So, I, it's just like, why why we're, like, jumping to, I don't know, I mean, I, it's just classic, like, Bruins fans overreacting and blah, 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 and, and that's sports, like, it's not like it's just Bruins fans, but it's like, Give the guy a fucking chance, especially with, like, like Chris said, how young he is. Like, you know he's got the talent. Give him a chance to actually, if, if maybe a full season goes by and for some reason it's not working, you can start to have that conversation a little bit. But it's, it, the guy's played, like, a combined, like, month with the team. Like, what are we, like, why are we drawing conclusions there? Part of me worries that if... If Bruins fans got their way and the Bruins moved on from Andre Kasha, it would turn into a Riley Smith situation where he moves on and he becomes like just a really solid second line winger somewhere else. Um, so think about that before you uh, before you talk shit about no, it. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone, boys? Hey. Let me tell you, <laughs> hey, paradise. Put up a parking lot. What are the odds you think Andre we Kasha. can? What are the odds you think we can have him on? Like, like if we keep if we keep like like yeah if we keep like publicly being like yo defend, defending him and like he's the best like do you think he'd come on to thank us <laughs> i think it's gonna be a real hard sell not to like make people not listen to our podcast but to get any active player and be like hey bruins can we come convince him to get drunk <laughs> well, yeah, and talk to us like it's, it's probably not gonna go very be, well we had a lot better chance that, when kasha was a san diego gull but You'd have to go through the Not team Not that there was much that. of a chance then, but yeah, exactly. And that's a hard sell. And I don't think the Bruins <laughs> are going to look too fondly on this podcast, considering we oh. consistently shit on their owner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And capitalism, right, Drew? And capitalism. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. yeah, oh, by the way, the Hockey Podcast Network has something to say. I'm Corey Francois. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. What did I just listen to? Oh, this game. This game is this game is just bullshit now. Oh my gosh. I actually they actually make me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty what? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melted? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh, God. Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. <laughs> I liked it better when you got to press the button. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> Didn't have the same <laughs> Me impact. Too. Me too. Um, Drew... Uh... There's video evidence of me almost decapitating you earlier, which I didn't realize. <laughs> I was taking oh, video at the time. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but, That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really real quick, but let's see if we... <laughs> it came real close. <laughs> Got a little instant replay here. Hold on. What the hell? <laughs> what were you guys doing? <laughs> Falling. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I don't even know what really happened there, but like... oh, so I was I was skiing. Wait, is this part of the pod or not? I yeah, don't I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Drew and I went skiing earlier. First of all, yeah. great time. Really good. Yeah, I, feel really, I a good place. feel really fucking left out, guys. We did the ski. Yeah, Chris, I would have loved to have you here. Let me tell you. Shit. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I something I like to do is ski laying down once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> like this like, isn't a joke, by the way. I watched. Just, I wouldn't just, just like happen sit, sit on the tails today. and like ski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just like ski on your back, like for like two seconds. I don't do it forever. Like I don't go down the whole mountain. That He's way. just it's ripping just, like, moguls like laying people, down. You see, you see people <laughs> just his heads bouncing <laughs> off moguls. <laughs> you, you, but you see, you I see just like people. doing it, man. You see people doing the like the tuck to go faster. I like to lay down. Just, you know, why not even more aerodynamic, right on the ground. No way. Yeah, no exactly. way. You want to get more so, drag to go faster. Yeah, it does have a lot of drag in it. Um, but yeah, so while I was doing that, as I often do, maybe every other run, I do a little bit of that, and um, I I thought it was a cool idea to like stop. Which is like by like turning my skis, like stop my whole body, and that doesn't work while you're laying down. Who'd have thought? Um, so then I went, I did like more of a nosedive after that somehow. I don't know how <laughs> I wound up on my face, but I did. And then there goes Cam, and I don't know what Cam was doing. Yeah, I was other just than like, almost killing me. <laughs> I was just like kind of being a dick and like trying to like just like avalanche him with snow. Um, but I did not consider the fact that all of the snow was man-made, and it was pretty much just ice. And mm-hmm. I was also, like, really low, just trying to, like, mimic Drew. And as I got that low, I was like, oh, wait, like, resistance and physics and stuff, and ice is slippery. I know, hockey podcast, like, crazy shit. <laughs> and, uh, when I went to stop, I just very much did not stop. And there was a solid moment where all I could see was, like, Drew... And then, like, snow popping up, and then, like, my skis going right toward where his head was. And I, there was, like, some tough visions going through my head. And then, like, it was almost like an act of God. Like, I swear, I felt like I just, like, and then, like, I just turned around. And I was like, oh, Drew still got his head, so that's pretty good. But, yeah, also probably somehow the second best video we got today because Drew also just ate shit <laughs> standing straight up. Just standing. Which, again, I'm going to play this for you guys. We can cut this out, but Chris at least needs to. Oh, I think I sent it I've, to you. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. So I, I, I was, was so under good. the impression that you guys were both like good at skiing, but oh, we uh, are. But tur- turns we out are. you guys are just a bunch of just a couple of duffers. Here's Drew for all you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear me say. You can't hear me scream. Fuck me. Um, but yeah, that's what I am. Drew apparently didn't realize that I was taking a video. I thought he was like trying to flex, like. Like, throw on, like, a sexy pose for the camera. Apparently, he was just doing that and ate shit, so it was it was all natural. We should also talk about the, the, the nice little gentleman we spoke to in line who, uh, A, did not wear a mask. B, you could not understand yeah. a word he said. We had to ask him a few times. C is from Ipswich, Massachusetts. Go find him. <laughs> um, yeah. And D, he, we, me and Cam were like talking about the podcast and, uh, you know, just some like, you know, free balling some ideas, you know, it's probably not the right term for it. We we're just spitballing <laughs> some ideas. Just, just having the balls out ideas. <laughs> balls out ideas. Which get is kind of related deep, because get ideas. balls would not have been out. 
Because he was talking about the clothing line? I don't know. Somehow he got clothing line. We were talking about a podcast. It clearly... I don't even think we were talking about well, we were about, talking like, about the logo. The that we were maybe. talking about bumper stickers. We should yeah, do we should yeah, do yeah. Bruins and Bruins bumper stickers. That's what we were talking about. Drinkable like, beer you can taste. Drinkable, yeah, exactly. uh, drinkable podcast you can taste. Oh hold on? And I was like, what? And he was like, oh hold on. And I was like, I I like looked at Drew, I was like, I'm sorry, like I just can't I can't hear you, man. And he's like, Are you guys talking about a clothesline? And I was like, uh no, we're not talking about a clothesline. He's like, oh, cause because me and my buddy, we had like this clothesline for a little while and but like nobody wants to buy forty dollar t shirts, am I right? And I was like, Yeah man, nobody wants to buy forty dollar t shirts. Like I don't know. Does that dude doing. know that a clothesline is a place where you dry your clothing? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think you say clothing didn't. line, which doesn't make it much better, but I was just like, No, we're not like I don't know. It was weird, but Oh, and then we um, saw him chief a cigarette on the on the chairlift, so we we immediately knew, yeah, that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, it was tough going. Like, everything just added up to, like, oh, anti-masker. <laughs> Can't um, talk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not to shit on that nice young gentleman. Um, but just to shit Too much. <laughs> but totally to shit on him. But, um, uh, yeah, it was a good time almost decapitating Drew. Um, and since... In this house, we respect photographers, and because I promised I'd shout her out, shout out Lauren Healy for getting video of me almost decapitating Drew, and also for doing pretty well skiing for someone who hadn't touched skis until last week. So yeah, I saw a video that you took of her last week. Uh, impressed by first time skiers who can actually do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like literally, I was talked to her after, and I was like, so like never run like she was like literally no one in my family has ever touched skis. Wait, and so that was her second time skiing? Like, ever. Yeah, not even, like... I thought, I thought she like, had maybe, like, a couple of times. I didn't know that was her second time. No, like, Holy she shit. grew yeah, up in, in Pennsylvania, which I don't know how you don't ski in Pennsylvania, first of all. I have to talk Dude, to I was on this. the ski team in Pennsylvania. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, I don't know how you fucking... grew up in... Granted, like, she grew up in Pittsburgh, but, like... The oh, yeah, means, yeah like, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eastern... They do have a mountain out there, but, like... Yeah, not it's as not much great. as... You don't have the... But it's you not way, fun fact, just came out. did you guys yeah. know that there are 446 bridges in the city of Pittsburgh? A lot of bridges. That's a lot of bridges. It's a lot of bridges. Fucking Phoebe um, Bridges over here. Phoebe Bridges. <laughs> uh, but yeah, literally, like, I... She mentioned, like, a couple months ago, like, she was like, oh, I want to learn to ski, and I was like, yo, I'm probably going to buy a season pass, like, I'll totally take you guys and teach you how, blah, blah, blah. Never had touched skis before, and went from, like, literally, like trying to stand on them on the bunny hill to, like, sending it, like, full send down a blue square, like, last week. So I was I was pretty impressed, for sure. Like, as, you know, it's not an easy thing to just pick up and do, so shout out there. Yeah, for sure. Nah. I, I think the biggest thing to, like, the biggest barrier to learning how to ski is, like, you got to be really comfortable stopping. Yeah. And that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of hard to, or you just have, like, yeah. no fear whatsoever. Oh, and, like, that's, <laughs> and that's kind of well, scary. And I, that's what I was saying. It's like, I, uh, she, like, had, there's a, she, like, rollerblades and shit. And I was like, I think that's a big help, too, because you kind of are mm-hmm. used to, like, using those edges and, like, trusting that the edges are going to hold you and stuff like that. Like, it's a similar motion. Obviously, you can't mm-hmm. just, like, hockey stop on rollerblades unless you're, like, one of those crazy motherfuckers who does it, which I don't understand how that's possible. Yeah. Um, but also, I think not the, to, like, not to make it a skiing podcast, but I think I think the other the, a ski a ski uh, tutorial. I think the other thing is just like people start going forward and they're like, "Oh shit, I'm going too fast," and like forget to lean forward and just start leaning back. And like, yeah, that was so that was one of her problems today. But she self identified. She was like, "Wait, I think I'm leaning back too much." And I was like, "Yeah, see, you got it. You totally, totally yeah. have it." But 
Uh, maybe we should just start a spinoff, like a skiing podcast. <laughs> like, but uh, Chris, skis I'm curious, and stouts. Like, like SoCal, not an area you'd expect to ski in normally. But I also like I have I have family in Arizona, uh, in Sedona, and he was like, yeah, you drive up to Tucson or a little north of Tucson, I guess, and you have mountains. Like, do you have access to any mountains out there in SoCal, or do you have to drive a few hours for that? Yeah, drive a few hours, but I had season tickets to Big Bear last year. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's, I wouldn't say it. It's definitely worse in terms of. I mean, it's worse than like Vermont and Maine skiing. Uh, maybe not in terms of like snow quality at like peak hours during the day, but like usually gets a little warmer in the afternoon. The snow gets a little slushy, but the mountain the mountain's pretty big. Um, it's it's not I the feel like size on the west coast is gonna be it's like not the size like of those pretty. those vermont mountains but like you know pretty massachusettsy um yeah. Yeah. if anyone's ever been to like berkshire east or anything that's it's about that size uh maybe a little bigger but yeah i i mostly used it as an excuse to drink at the bar that they have um like a lodge and, bar or? Yeah, but it's yeah. an outdoor lodge bar. Ooh, um, cozy. And yeah, it's pretty pretty chill. They got like a it's a big deck, and just like a little outdoor bar, and it's drinkable. usually like yeah, it's drinkable. It's it's nice. pretty warm on most occasions. So yeah, like definitely the disparity between the temperature at the base and the temperature at the peak is is pretty intense. But um, and then they. They got one chairlift that pretty much only services like blacks and double blacks, so I, I, t- I take that one, and it's not uh, subtle flex. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I, I thought I flexed enough when I said I was on ski team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. I, I led my, uh, I led my college ski team in crashes. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only guy in the team who tried to take off his skate and kill some staffs. How'd you go? Um, yeah, I don't know if you like ice skating, definitely, and you're not skiing for some reason. I feel like that's a very small, like, Venn diagram, but definitely, definitely give it a go. It's a great sport. Yeah, barrier for entry can be a little bit high because of the price, but, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you can do rentals pretty easily, and, like, I I would recommend either going with a friend who, like, really knows what they're doing and has patience with somebody who's not who doesn't know what they're doing or get a lesson if you have the money for I that, would cause... I would definitely say get a lesson just on the like I went out with two friends last week and like one of them had a lesson which was Lauren and the other one didn't and like I was like doing my best to like teach but it's like it's one of those things where it's like like try teaching somebody how to walk it's just like second nature it's hard to like I had to like really like focus on like what am I doing with where am I shifting my weight where am I you know one of those things mm-hmm. where it's like even if you're good at it, like, I've been skiing since I was three, but it's hard to teach somebody unless you're, like, trained to teach someone because you just don't really, like, think about it. You know what I mean? It's just second nature. So, um, definitely. <laughs> just lean left and lean right. Why can't yeah, you do like, it? What do you mean? Just, like, you go down the hill. You go up, you ride the chair up, and then you slide down on the fucking If you want to turn left, you just lean to your left. I don't think it was quite that bad, but I also was like, I'm sorry. I wish I could teach you more, but I just don't even know what I'm doing. I just kind of do it. So, it's, like, one of those things. I have a pretty good track record, like teaching people like the basic skills you need to get down the mountain. But I definitely would not I, be I able teach, to like, like the pizza get somebody fry. from. 
you know, like, I was good there in, like, basic turning, but, like, beyond that, I was like, ah, you just gotta feel it out and figure it out, you know, <laughs> figure it out, <laughs> sort yourselves figure out. Figure it out! <laughs> On that note, without spoiling anything at all, have either of you, like, watched the new season of Letterkenny? I'm only, like, halfway through, so I'm not no yet. points, but... I'm, <clears throat> I am currently watching about 50 movies from this year to catch up for my 2020 movie pod. <laughs> So I will Perfect. I will get to that after it. in in a couple weeks. With yeah. zero spoilers whatsoever, <clears throat> I had high expectations and they were immediately surpassed. Like <laughs> I, this show somehow keeps getting better and better, and I don't understand. But like Jared Kiso and the other guy who plays Glenn, who writes it, and really that whole team is just fucking brilliant. Like they struck gold. I'm so so happy with it already. But you can't. So. Yeah. I'm halfway through the season as well. Yeah, it's absolutely outrageous. For anyone who watches the show and doesn't has it hasn't like seen any of the season yet, I'm just gonna say uh, uh, Mother is seventeen, and when you get to that part, um, you'll you'll have a good laugh or or cry, <laughs> Maybe or cry, both. probably a little both. <clears throat> so so speaking of uh, 2020 movies, uh, our Friday episode is going to have my co-host on my movie podcast, Zach. And we're, uh, we talked about, no, we already recorded it. We talked about, uh, Treehouse Brewing Company and some other East coast breweries that, uh, I know a lot of people have been asking about Treehouse cause it's kind of far away from Boston and it's, it's kind of a, a whole thing if you want to get beers from there, cause you can't get their beers anywhere else, but at their brewery, uh, unless you do some shady black market shit. So, a lot of people wanted to know, like, is it worth it? And so I asked Zach about it, who's done it four or five times now, and uh, he gave me the answers. So if you want those answers, tune in on Friday. And also, tune also, in to Burritos and Other Less Important Things uh, in a few weeks when we release our uh, Best Films of 2020 podcast. I haven't watched that many movies this year. Not many movies. Well, see, that's why Not you got to listen to the podcast, yeah, because... I'm watching 50 movies, so you only have so to watch... So you don't have to. Oh my <laughs> you God. have to watch 10. <laughs> the hero was, we all was, need right um, now. <laughs> was 1917 2020, or was that late 2019? Yeah, I'm trying to... F- that was 2019. Fuck. Was it? Oh, damn good 1917's like my favorite movie ever. That one... That was really well done. That one was uh, an Oscar nominee for Best Picture, and I think it was the favorite to win Best Picture last year, but Parasite yeah, I won. I was to say it's Parasite, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Parasite... Very excellent. Uh, my favorite movie of 2019, which a lot of people didn't get to see in 2019 uh, because it was more of a festival release. So if you haven't seen it, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, uh, absolutely incredible. Even if you don't like period pieces or French films, I would recommend checking it out because it's very much just like pierces through everything and it's just great in all ways. What's it called? It's called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, portrait. Okay, that makes. I don't sense. think I've heard of Never it. Mind. Like, can you give me a? Can you give me a twenty-second pitch? Like, give me your. You said pitch. porch and a lady on fire, and I was okay. like, what? So <laughs> it is about a woman who does not want to get married, who's been married off to a French royal of some sort, just like a rich dude. It takes place in like. I don't remember exactly the era, something like 1500s France. And Back when they were marrying people off, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely not. at least not. in France. I'm sure they're still doing it in other um, places. Back in the good old days. And 
uh, her mother hires a woman to paint a portrait of her. And it's basically the story of these two women, like falling in love through the, the experience of doing this portrait because she's never had anyone draw a portrait of her, hates being drawn like all this shit. And her mother basically like forces her to do it. And it's like this really intense story of just like, a lot of a lot of glances. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's an interesting. There's a lot of layers to that. They were not very, uh, very big on the same-sex relationships back then. So I'm sure nope. you got. It's like that other movie that just got released, uh, the holiday Eminate. one. Oh, is that, happiest the happiest season. Is that with the the two girl the two women who like they're hiding they're in a relationship and they're like yeah, hiding from the family it's I, Mackenzie Davis it. and it's Mackenzie yeah, Davis yeah. and Kristen Stewart oh uh, yeah sorry I just, <laughs> no this is just I actually I uh, just remember this so this is really random but um, my friend Lauren was talking about her dad is like a for some reason it's just like an extra in a bunch of movies but he was an extra in that movie and she like <laughs> sent me a video of it like it's just like he's just like in the background of one of the restaurants and <laughs> so, I feel, yeah, I feel like there's a there's a point in time if you're an extra in a certain number of movies you're technically an actor yeah no I guess he's done it in a bunch of them like a ton of different movies I don't know how you like get started on that but I feel like that'd be really cool just you could like, probably just look it up like what movies need extras right now and then you just show up yeah that's how it works man i guess so yeah <laughs> but i don't know I, I feel like yeah probably i guess so i mean i don't know it's, it's probably not like, there's usually like press releases name, when but... a movie needs extras yeah i should check that out yeah you probably have be, a, a we should start doing that we got, should, we should all we should oh my god <laughs> be oh great. no oh, this is gonna be a mess Whatever the whatever the next guys. big hockey movie, if they need extras, we'll be I just, there. We'll I just, just need like, a shirt that says. <laughs> we, we need we each need shirts. Like one needs to be a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast. One needs to be presented by Bruins Diehards, and one needs to be sp- sponsored by Save More. Uh, yeah, like literally, not even one of them that says the name of the podcast. Like just no. everything. A drinkable podcast. Somebody's gonna pause it and look in the background and be like, "What the." fuck is that <laughs> is that the name of their podcast i'm gonna do a little i'm gonna do a little test a drinkable podcast you can taste i'm googling this and see what comes up top 15 alcoholic podcasts you must follow in 2020 oh my god wait are we on are we one of them <laughs> um, we better be we are. We um, reached number three in Brazil. No, I don't want to I mean, sign in with my Google. Was account. it uh, WorldNews.info? Is is that a? Oh, my guys at WorldNews.info. Let me tell you. No, there. A lot of them are about hey, alcohol's bad, and then some of them are about like yo, we really love alcohol. It's a really mixed list. Whoever put that. Oh, and and while we're vaguely talking about movies, I won't spoil anything for our 2020 movie podcast, but if you're looking for, like, a couple movies that maybe aren't on your radar for um, just checking out, um, the that Small Axe series that was released on, on Amazon Prime, it's just like a series of short films. Literally the first one, Mangrove, uh, is really good. It's a, a story about a Jamaican immigrant family in the UK during the civil rights movement, um, opening up a restaurant in the UK and just being constantly harassed by the police. And then it's kind of like a 
like a courtroom drama about that. Um, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, and then there's another Amazon Prime available movie called The Vast of Night, which I don't want to give too much away about it, but it's another kind of period piece that takes place in like the 1960s. Um, and it's kind of Stranger Things-ish. I do like I've heard great things about Stranger Things. I, I haven't watched, watched it? it. Oh my god, Drew, I feel like that would be so I've watched like alley. part of an episode. I'm not big on like scary shit. It's not, I mean, it's not really scary. scary. Yeah. There's something. If you were scared by it, I would. The episode I saw, there was things like freaky as fuck, so I didn't like that. I thought I got the impression from like, I think, like, part like, of the episode I saw that it was like, a horror. It, it, has some, it has some horror elements, but for the most part, it's sci fi. Yeah, like, so I would definitely like, label you know, sci-fi, sci-fi over, thriller, yeah. suspense kind of shit. No, I mean like a lot of it's just like a bunch of kids fucking around, like like Goonies. It's pretty much Goonies, but like twenty twenty, like or twenty whenever it started. I don't seventeen, sixteen. I don't know. Somewhere Doesn't it there. take place like in the in like back in the day? Well, yeah, yeah. I meant like, in the like a modern take yeah. on on Goonies. I guess it's not a modern take. It's kind of a modern take, but like the. It's a show oh, I should revamp. watch. <laughs> you should watch. That'll it. be the and next one I binge. How about that? Yeah. How about that? I'll start Stranger Things like at some point in my life. Honestly, right like now. you'll find you'll find out pretty quick if you don't like it and you can just quit. Yeah, like, the vibe the vibe is pretty consistent and they they definitely present themselves as what they are right off the bat. So if you don't like kind of like us too, then it's probably not. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, vibe of this podcast very. Yeah, apparent. it's like we made it very clear. Like, hey, here's all the reasons you shouldn't listen to us. And then if for some reason you still are, then I guess good for you. So it's kind of our thing. They're good for us, mostly. Not good for yeah, them. They yeah, don't yeah, need yeah. this shit. You guys got any, like, <laughs> uh, more liquors. any 2020 Spirits. music you, you guys really liked? I know Drew mostly listens uh, to, like, older music, but he's got a few. Oh, no, no. I mostly listen to newer music. Uh, older Never mind that. my roots. Um, Nothing But Thieves came out with a pretty good album. They're, like... If you're angry at the world or like sad, like listen to them. They're very, they're good for that. <laughs> if you're anxious and depressed, definitely check them out. Um, especially that album. They actually, uh, they they do a lot of like. Uh, I guess the lead singer really fucking hates the internet. There are lyrics that are literally, <laughs> I fucking hate the internet in in some of their songs. So, um, so. It's- that's oh. probably the the one I listened to. I always listened to Cage the Elephant, but they didn't come out with anything in 2020. So yeah, yeah I'd have to say it. that was probably my top 2020. I think my uh, favorite 2020 music related thing wasn't even music; it was a podcast about music, um, and it kind of fits off the segue from Drew about hating the internet. Um, it's Dissect podcast if you're into music, not to promote other podcasts, but we kind of do that anyway here, so whatever. You know, we're just, I already promoted my other podcast. Yeah, like, we, you know what I mean? <clears throat> I don't think any of us are like, oh, we have to, you know. Um, but if you're into music, this podcast I discovered um, a couple years ago, probably two years ago, um, they did a pretty much essentially they take albums. Uh, it's a it's a Spotify original. It's this guy called Cole Kushner who um, hosts it. And he essentially breaks down albums, like, song by song, um, like, the lyrics and everything and what it all means and all that stuff, but also, like, the music itself. Like, here's the different instruments, here's the different, like, musical chords, here's why it's different than most things you hear. Um, I fell in love with it when they did a series about um, 
Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy, um, which I kind of just started listening to with Tyler the Creator, and um, that listening the each each season of that podcast is an album, so they do one episode a week per song by song. And I just kind of listened. And that was that a and good was like, time to start listening to Tyler, the creator. I would say don't go back any further because it gets pretty aggressive. <laughs> it is very aggressive. Well, that's kind of the, one of the things that he like is talks about. Like I actually, you know what I mean? My impression of Tyler, the creator was always like, it was like the Yonkers, him eating the roach. You know what I mean? I was like, this guy is kind of scary. And then uh, I listened to this like it wasn't album. me being scared by him. It was just a lot of the homophobic shit. But like, well, that too, yeah. Which is kind of the irony now. Is like I like listened to this podcast and I was like, wait, this dude actually has a lot more going on than I expected, and like is actually a pretty brilliant artist. And by the way, is gay. I don't know if, if people are aware of this, but like, um, this last two albums, like Flower Boy, essentially is an album about him coming out, which you wouldn't really listen to it and know that right off the bat. But like, when you have somebody breaking down the entire thing. And you're like, oh my god, like this is actually a super deep album, and like there's so much more that goes into it, um, lyrically and stuff like that. But also as somebody who's just interested in music, like kind of as somebody who's interested in music but doesn't know that much about how it's made, it's kind of cool to hear the the actual sounds and stuff broken down. Anyway, this is a long wraparound, but they did one this season um, on "Because of the Internet" by Childish Gambino, which is one of my favorite albums of all time, um, and that was just absolutely phenomenal. I, I binge listen through that like well, I couldn't really binge listen I guess because it only was one a week but um was really cool like I <clears throat> know that album in and out from just listening to it but to got a completely fresh perspective of just everything that went into it um super super good stuff would highly recommend that podcast to anybody who's you know a music lover cool um I guess I'll segue from hip-hop to hip-hop I really liked the uh, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist album uh, Alfredo this year. Um, that if you're a hip hop fan, that's, I mean, most things that uh, the Alchemist is is producing w- will be good at least in some way to listen to. But you put Freddie Gibbs on, and he's uh, one of the most gifted lyricists these these days, and has has a pretty incredible flow. Um, and then Run the Jewels put out an album this year, which they're always going to be abrasive. They're always going to be uh, kind of fighting the power, kind of that that kind of vibe. Um, and I feel like I've always been kind of waiting to get sick of it because it's a lot of a lot of the same stuff. But man, they they keep tweaking it in little That's ways good. that that just makes it still good. And the lyrics this year more than ever have been. Uh, just super applicable to what's going on and um yeah it's totally justifiable to be angry at all times but especially this year it feels like anger is is a a vibe that people are are definitely feeling um and then on the totally opposite end of the spectrum um phoebe bridger's album uh punisher was was super good um sad girl music that i absolutely vibe with we could um, all use some sad girl music once in a while you know like come on yeah and and then more on the the anger side of the spectrum uh fiona apple's album this year she puts out an album like once every seven years or something and it's always just a fucking banger and uh this one was uh it was called fetch the bolt cutters which could not be more applicable to <laughs> this year uh, let me out of my fucking apartment and let's get back to normal. And 
Um, a lot of that album is how I'm feeling this year. For sure. Um, I'm pretty sure one of my favorite bands, Royal Blood, came up with an album this year. But it was a week after uh, Nothing But Thieves came out with theirs, so I was so encompassed in the Nothing But Thieves <laughs> one. I like randomly stumbled upon uh, a track from... Oh, wait, no. Oh, it's being released in 2021 now. That's why. I think. Because they only... I'm looking at Spotify right now. By the way, listen to us on Spotify. Or Apple. Yeah. If you're listening, you already know where to listen. And then go buy some liquor from Save More Spirits. If you're listening to us on Spotify, switch over to the music part. Yeah. (laughs) Um... I don't know if you guys have more, but I'm thinking instead of singing out today, we could like shout out like maybe a lesser known artist that like we've enjoyed this year. Ooh, or any year? How about that? Absolutely, I will do that for sure. But I mean, I probably like probably recency bias is gonna be is gonna be one. Chris, you got one? Let's 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 see what you got. Uh, Christian Lee Hudson, um, the album Beginners, actually produced by Phoebe Bridgers. Um, he, he helped write a few of the songs on her album. He also, uh, wrote and performed on a bunch of songs on the album she did with Connor O'Burst, a better oblivion community center last year. Um, and I've seen him play live twice, once opening for better oblivion community center. And then once with Julia Jacqueline and it's been two of the Julia most- Jacqueline is fucking sick. I love Julia Jacqueline. I just discovered her this year. She's, She's great. Awesome. Yes. Glad, glad, glad we have agreement on that. Yes. Um, so yeah, he, he's, uh, a fucking incredible finger picking guitarist and, and songwriter. And, um, yeah, just a really definitely sad girl music album, but check out Christian Lee Hudson, Hudson. Um, yeah, the, super like dry humor and kind of yeah sad but but funny (laughs) kind of like my life (laughs) yeah (laughs) um spinning off that this is definitely a new one for me um new like one of their songs and i'm really just jumping in beyond that um but like a couple of their songs been really stuck in my head recently so I'll, i'll shout them out uh pine grove if anybody's familiar with the band pine grove Mm -hmm. got some Mm -hmm. cool shit um, old friends and aphasia are the two that I know really well. Um, but just a pretty unique sound. The lead singer's got a really cool voice. Um, definitely kind of like a alternative like folk maybe. I don't know what exactly what to call it. Um, but a, a yeah, cool sound. That right. Um, if you're interested, I I always like pointing people toward NPR's Tiny Desk concerts because they're just really cool in general. Um, their Tiny Desk concert is super cool. And I also actually didn't even realize this when I first started listening to them, but they're from upstate New York, like myself. So um, I don't know where exactly. I think a little more southern than where I grew up, but Pine Grove, kind of a cool thing. Yeah, is it? Or is it from? Well, because they have like one of their one of the this single they release is called Amper. Hold on, Amper. Amber is the color of your Amper, Amperlin, New York. Morning time, Amperlin, New York. So I don't know if they're from Amperlin or what, but. I don't know. Kind of cool. I was listening to these guys, and like I posted them on an Instagram story a couple weeks ago, probably months ago at this point. And one of my friends was like, "Hey, man! Like, I they're from upstate New York. Like, I saw them back in whenever and stuff. So it was kind of cool. So I was like, oh, nice.' Yeah, listen um, to that album. Check it out. I, I'd say uh, 
I don't know if they've had anything new. Well, nothing with Thieves. I guess maybe they're a little bit more known now. They do have, like, a couple of, like, hitter songs. I don't know. You might have heard them on the radio at some point. If if you listen to the radio anymore. Um, but, what the uh... fuck is that? Yeah, I... Never. Two bands I discovered... Well, really, the main one I would say is Squid that I discovered this year. They do not have any albums. They have. They, <laughs> they have, don't even have like, music. It's just they're trying this new thing. With... <laughs> they do. They release singles and like like EPs that have like maybe two songs on them or maybe so th- three max. That that's um, how Christian Lee Hudson was for a while. Like he released his first album this year, but he's been like an artist for years. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're really, they got some really wacky shit. I, I, 100% out of all of their music, uh, House Plants is by far their best song. It is so fucking good. So check out Squid. If you like really weird, like, kind of progressive rock kind of stuff, very, very entertaining. Um, and The Claws is actually pretty good. They're, they're similar. I don't think they have a full fledged album yet. Um, and like on social media, their following is pretty small, and it, it that's Claus C L A U S E. No, not Cam, not like that Claw, not the uh, rare, not the rare. You, you mean you mean like people think uh, Santa Claus is spelled because of the movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, it probably is because of the movie. I never thought. I about meant that, more like a yeah. contract, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's why the movie is called the Santa Claus because yeah, it's a clause and a contract. Clause with the yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I've never seen that movie, but cool. So I, I watched it for the first time maybe like two years ago um, and then watched it again this year, and it holds up. It's uh, it's pretty good. I, I like it. It's, for like your like kind of gushy like Christmas movies, I think it's pretty solid. It's it's not quite in the Home Alone stratosphere, but mm-hmm. it's like it's in that genre kind of. Yeah. Like a yeah. Christmas movie that is – I mean, it's not about a kid, but, like, it's from a kid's perspective, kind of. <clears throat> One more thing. Well, technically the last episode of the year. Oh, no, no. Will that be New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? The, this is the last episode of the... This is the last episode New, New of the year. New Year's Day is Friday. So I oh, just wanted yeah. to ask, you guys got any uh, New Year's resolutions? I, I'm glad you asked. Um, All so... right, Cam, you got anything? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, so th- this this might be blasphemy on this podcast, but um, I think it's going to be a pretty easy one to pull off. But I'm going to try to drink less alcohol in 2021 than I drank in 2020. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I don't really have a. I haven't really thought about it. I don't know. Like I time whatever you know, <laughs> but um. Instead, I'll just say, like, hey, it's been a pretty shitty year for a lot of people, and there's a lot of awful things that have happened, but there's been some silver linings, and, you know, for me and, and you guys, I'm, I hope at least this podcast definitely been one of them. Um, we started this right before kind of shit hit the fan, or I guess as it was, but this has been probably the bright spot of my year is being able to do this and, and really watch it take off a little bit. So thank you. I, I mean, we already have kind of thanked everybody. I'm sure a lot before, but um, thank you to everybody who listens to us, who interacts with us on Twitter, who does anything like that. Um, this has definitely been something to look forward to every week in a year where it's been a lot of bullshit. Um, so I, I genuinely like from the bottom of my heart, 
to you guys as well for doing this with me, but also to everybody who makes this possible. It's like we're we're here because of the people who made this possible, and yeah. like we're no longer paying to make this podcast happen. We are getting paid somewhat to <laughs> make this podcast yeah, happen. Um, Dude, that thirteen dollars felt def- so good. Drop definitely into my bank account. It's definitely week. not about the money, but uh, I, I think just having a community to to spout off our bullshit who may or may not agree with us but at least uh want to hear our opinions for some reason yeah in a year where like where it's it's been harder than ever to connect with people in person i feel like i've really expanded my network with like genuinely good people who i can interact with online um and that's just the world we live in right now even before all this but especially now um, and I feel like that I'm just super thankful to like have that community now for sure. Yeah. And shouts to every single guest who came on our podcast in 2020, mm-hmm. this shit heap of yeah, a year. Probably was not uh, worth any of your times, but we do no, appreciate 100%, it. So. <laughs> but I like, honestly, I, and I say this 100% honestly from the bottom of my heart, every single guest we've had on this podcast has been great. And we loved every episode we had them on. Um, and I would not hesitate to invite anybody we've had on back. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, no, this has been probably, yeah, I mean, I, I've taken classes and shit, and that's all good and well, but this is, like, my favorite thing that I've, like, done as terms of, like, a productive thing <laughs> in this year. <laughs> Granted, there haven't been too many <laughs> a, productive things. It's a very vague definition of productive, but <laughs> forgiving, I'll say, but... <laughs> yeah, but it is productive. You know, we've come yeah. a long way since February, and uh, I think it's awesome. So, yeah, th- I echo your th- your thanks. Thanks to everyone who listens, everyone who, like, gives us ratings and, like, reviews. Yeah, give us fucking everybody. ratings. If you listen regularly and you yeah, have not d- rated us, what the hell's like, wrong with and, you? And here's the thing is, like, we're not even asking you to give us a good rating. Just rate it. Just, <laughs> just rate it. honest. You know what I mean? You give us one star, fuck yeah. Thanks, man. Or woman. Honestly, you know, I think awesome. every rating on our podcast is five stars. No, I actually I looked know. on Apple Pod. We had like a bunch of five star ratings, then one one star rating, which I love. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that was like, me. hated it so much. That <laughs> was me. I didn't like the particular episode. So <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love it. Um, um, well, yeah, yeah, I guess no, no, if this, if this you, is yeah. our last like 2021, just like as a little teaser, like we've. We do have some stuff in the works here. I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, to so see we got we got we got a year. cool like nude calendar coming. So you can check that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Drew. <laughs> yeah, it's all me. And then like you just see like, like well, see Cam? like Cam and Chris's face in the background of each one, like looking like people. It's like, like Drew in, the in like the Zoom calls where like we're just the background, but it's just Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you got that to look forward to, calendar. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, my my resolution was going to be to lift weights more than I did in 2020. So if I lift weights like twice, once, then I'm, I'm <laughs> <good. say> like, <laughs> yeah, I started I can off knock that out in one day. I started off 2020 pretty hot, uh, exercising, and then literally went on a trip to new orleans like went on a trip like through the south on like a barbecue and remember that yeah and like new orleans food road trip and after that like (laughs) as soon as the pandemic hit it was just like i'm i'm trying to stay healthy but pointless (laughs) just it's Um, a losing thing i can say is like not to be like oh you know but like i have like started 
exercising more recently. There was kind of a point where I was like, hey, I like to consider myself an athlete and, like, really have no reason to do that right now. So I kind of kind of – and it's been good for, like, my body and stuff for sure. But, like, honestly, the biggest thing is, like, it just has been so good for my mental health. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Like, I think a lot of people feel really stuck right now. Like, go out and run for 15 minutes or something. You know, do something super – like, it doesn't need to be crazy every day. But, like, it really – you will feel so much better afterwards. Just the, the endorphin release and stuff, like – it really is true. It, it makes a difference. Like, I, I, there's never once been, like, a day where I, you know, if I'm upset or pissed off or something, like, a quick 20 minutes and you're like, you know what? I feel a lot better now. So do that. So on that on that note of, uh, of bettering yourself, I guess, I my, so my usual New Year's resolution is just, like, a very simple, like, on a year-by-year basis, just, like, try to be nicer to people. Um, I'm... Yeah, because you're such a dick. I, well, so I like I kind of am sometimes. Like I'm, I don't know. And for the sake of comedy, I'll throw somebody under the bus every time. Oh uh, yeah, that's to, to, to <laughs> like I just called you a dick. I don't actually. Think I'm, that. And that I'm not gonna. Well, <laughs> no, go ahead, Cam. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say like my, <laughs> there was a part of me that was like, Chris is like, yeah, I try to be nice to people every year. And it didn't work out. 2020 still sucks. So my New Year's resolution is to be more of a dick to people next year. Like, maybe it'll be better <laughs> off. Maybe. Um, no, but uh, specifically for, like, people close to me in my life, just, like, stop using people for jokes. Uh, and just be, like, a nicer person to people that I have to be around a lot. Because uh, I've had experiences where, like, at certain times, just, like, people have been like hey like why are you always a dick to me i'm like well i don't i don't mean it i'm just like being funny and they're like well it's not funny if you do it all of the time yeah Um, so yeah just i guess be cognizant of that and uh i mean i i make sure now that i tell people that i care about that i fucking care about hey cam hey drew i care about you guys yeah i think that's also like my my laptop's on two percent here so if i grab a charger in a second it's not that i don't care what you're saying but, like, I feel like there's, like, a <clears> – we're <throat> getting deep here, boys. I love it. I feel like there's, like, a – you know what I mean? Like, especially, lo- like, um, among, like, men, it's, like, hey, you know, there's, like, a – it's weird, like, telling people you care for them. Like, I, I feel like that's such a stupid, like I, – I, I'm in the same way where, like, I try – I've really, like, especially recently tried to, like, make it a point to just, like, reach out to people who I genuinely care about a lot and just let the – you know what I mean? That can go such a long way. And, like, you think about, it, like, it might not make a big difference, but, like, when you're on the, the receiving side of that where somebody's reached out and it's like, hey, just so you know, like, totally unprompted, just want to let you know, like, you really mean a lot to me and, like, I love you. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Like, it, it goes a long way. So tell your friends yeah. you love them, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, bet, I feel fortunate. Like, my friends since, like, fucking middle school, uh, like, we've always been, all right, bye, Cam. All right, fuck you. <laughs> he's he's going, to, going to get his power cord because he doesn't want to miss anything except for whatever you're saying right now. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, we're, we're, we're dudes, and we're very, like, open about, like, you know, we love each other and we care about each other and shit, and I've always felt very fortunate about that because, you know, it's definitely some sort of a stigma where we're supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, like, I mean, I, the... That that hasn't been a huge problem for me and my friendships for a, like a long mm-hmm. time, but like definitely early high school, like that was a big no no. Was showing affection for other men, and mm-hmm. and now I feel like it's pretty commonplace. But for sure, if you if if you're listening to this and you feel like you're constricted by 
social norms to saying that you care about somebody that you care about, they'll just say, fuck that and reach out and be like, I love you, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's stupid. Like that people like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of like bullshit that goes into like feeding that kind of like mindset or whatever. But like, when has, when has there ever been a situation where like somebody like expressed to you that they care about you and you didn't feel good about you? You know what I mean? Like never be like, fucking Get the loser, fuck bro. You <laughs> like me as a person. You're like, fuck you, bro. You're fucking, you know what I mean? Like, and that's something that I've really tried to like, especially this year, you know what I mean? Like we're like, for me, I went from like, you know, normal year, like at school with like all these people who I'm really close with and stuff to like. Moving to a new city, new state where I know no one, blah, 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 like, I miss the shit out of a ton of my friends and family and stuff, and just, like, going that extra bit and just being like, hey, like, it sucks not having you around, like, I really miss you, like, blah, 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 like, I, I care about you, you know what I mean, that kind of thing, like, can really go a long way, so, try to do, maybe that'll be my, my extra, you know what I mean, I've tried to, like, focus on it this year, too, but let's just keep it, keep the train rolling. <laughs>